Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of Popcorn Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Pop, pop. So, <laughs> this time, it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. That's right. So, um, there's I, Orlando Caballero, and next to me there is... Pedro, what's up? What's up, guys? What's up, man? How you been? Hanging out? Chilling? Cool, cool, cool beans. So, let's just jump right into it. Um, what we got going on today, Pedro? Well, uh, the biggest news right now is the Han Solo movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um... Han Solo, the original directors, now ex-directors, were Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They were in charge of Lego Movie. Okay. I guess, they, I guess they were thinking make it a slightly more comedic route when they picked them in the beginning. Yeah, they're from like 21 Jump Street, you know, Lego movies. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Those guys. Yeah. So I don't, uh, apparently Kasdan, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, the guy who did, uh, he worked on, he wrote the script for Empire Strikes Back. Uh, some of the Return of the Jedi and uh, the newest one, uh, Force Awakens. So yeah, so this guy has been in the Star Wars yeah, universe. He's been in the he pretty much made it like more mature. Right. Okay. So he likes to go by the script, like what he wrote. That's that's law. That's right. It. And I guess these guys are a little more like go with the flow type. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm feeling this joke. Let's just throw it in there and see how it sounds. And I guess he wasn't having it. Right. And from what I heard, uh, they were kind of arguing about how they're gonna make. Han acts like Kazdan was all about no he's selfish at this point in the movie because this is supposed to be before A New Hope so he's still like scummy mm -hmm. so it's supposed to be pretty much him being selfish and he only cares about himself and he's just a sarcastic asshole right but these Lego movie dudes are like oh you know let's throw in a little more I don't know Comedic humor into it, make him like a yeah. like a wise guy, a funny guy. Yeah, probably. Like they're probably trying to make him more like the lovable, funny hero. Like probably like a little more Star Lord ish. Okay, right. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm assuming. Right. Uh. So yeah. So Kazdin like gave him the the, the boot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, um, just on that news alone, I mean, I always viewed Han Solo exactly as that, like a very like sorry. Very um, sarcastic, but very selfish person. You yeah. know, he never, he didn't want to join into the, the the rebellion. He was never about like he wasn't really a wise, like a wise, like a, like a wise ass. You know, he yeah, wasn't yeah, making yeah. jokes and like he was just a very stubborn man, basically. Um, so yeah, I could I could kind of see that. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I remember even in the second one, uh, even in Empire Strikes Back, he only stuck around just because he was kind of flirting with Leia. He didn't right, give a shit exactly, about the cause. exactly. So even then, it was all selfish. Right, right, right. So yeah, it's and if this movie takes place before all the others, he's definitely even more selfish. So, but I mean, you know, it could have been. I, I agree. I, that character, he, uh, from what we know of him, and Harrison Ford isn't known for comedic roles in general. No, not really. I don't ever. <laughs> I don't remember ever seeing Harrison Ford in a comedy. I, yeah, actually. So uh, yeah. I mean, Indiana Jones has its comic relief moments, but it's not from Harrison Ford. It's not from him. Yeah, you know? that's true. He doesn't deliver those lines. Um, so it doesn't go with the character nor the actor that played him, but I could, in defense of the two directors that were, you know, were in charge, I could say that like, this is, could be like his college years, you know, like, you know, like, yo, I'm in college or whatever. I'm younger. I'm out, mm. I'm out here being mystif, you know, being mischief, uh -huh. mischief and causing mayhem, you know, like causing a muck, you know, running a muck, especially with like, uh, Lando who, who 
can does have that from the movie, the movie we know them does have that more of like funny guy yeah, has that vibe, you know, the charming, the charming, yeah, ladies man, exactly. So it could have been um, like one of those movies where you know they're just being buddy cop, a buddy cop movie, yeah, you know, and who knows, it might maybe maybe what they what they were trying to do was um you know cuz i could see lando especially under donald glover being a funny guy cuz he has he does he has done comedic roles before and he is and you're a little biased cuz that's your boo that is my boo so yeah <laughs> but i he has done comedic roles before in community sure. and he does has done stand up so i could see him using him as as a comedic role mm-hmm. and having um what's the person who was playing han solo I forgot his name, but I know him from Hail Caesar. Right. And he was freaking hilarious in Hail Caesar. Right. So you, you have these two actors mm-hmm. who are more or less from comedic like yeah. have done comedic roles. Yeah, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're, they're like Atlanta, which is Don Glover's show, a lot of people know community more. If not, Atlanta is, is popular. It is very popular, but people do still remember him from community. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was his start. I would say Atlanta's getting there, yeah. but, but definitely community is the one. Exactly, that you know him from for sure. He has such a crazy following. Exactly. So these two actors come from comedic backgrounds. You, as a director, you probably want to use that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess with the producers say, you guys stick to the script, you guys stick to your gun. These are not the characters. Especially yeah. someone who wrote for these characters and he knows his characters. Yeah, these yeah, are yeah. not the characters. Exactly. Yeah. If he tells you that's not what he would do, I mean, shit. Yeah, that's like, not what he would do. How can you argue with that? Someone who especially has um, watched Han Solo grow throughout the years, yeah, you, yeah. you know more than ever yeah. how he's supposed to react, you know? He wrote him, I mean, spoiler alert, he wrote him die. And, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to write him young. Right, younger. right. So, so have, you know, have they announced who's going to take over? Yeah, uh, Ron Howard. Okay. Which, I mean, back in his day... In his prime, he was pretty. He was pretty good. He did a lot. He did good films, but like now, I mean. So so recently, I have it. I have it up here. Um, like he did Inferno. He's he's Inferno. recently done Inferno. He directed the documentary The Beatles Eight Days a Week. I heard he's that done, was good. I haven't seen that. I heard it was really good. He did uh, In the Heart of the Sea. What that is the. That was the is what that we did? Mm, okay. With okay. Thor, right. He did Rush. Which that was the one, also one with Chris Chris That one actually got, I think, yeah, that one got good reviews. He got good reviews, right? Okay, so he still but does have. He it. he's known for a more drama, yeah, sense. You know, very grounded, very drama yeah. movies. You know, I mean, if, if they make this movie into a more like, I don't know, more westernish, like underworlds, the criminal underworld, I mean, type stuff. Okay. Yeah. And and then maybe the banter will be what's the comedy, right? Rather than you know. Yeah, so I mean, are you worried about this movie? No, no, no. Uh, because I mean, shit like this happened with freaking Rogue One. Rogue One, they had to reshoot like a third of the movie, I believe, and right. they actually got rid of Gareth Edwards at the very end. Right. And they brought in, I forgot this other person's name, they brought in someone else to finish it. And I was like, holy crap, like red flags everywhere. Because every time, 99% of the time that happens, the movie's garbage. Right. But, I mean, it happened with World War Z, and World War Z was good. World One was good. And uh, I mean, Right. It, it 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 seems like it'll still be good because of their track record. The la- the last movie I can think of that um had this buzz over a director leaving and it turned out to be a good movie was uh, Ant Man when Edgar Wright left. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And yeah, people yeah. were worried because Edgar Wright has a certain style to him, yeah. a very certain flair. But that movie came out, and honestly, you can see Edgar Wright 
especially in the beginning yeah, throughout that movie. He, yeah. you know, you can see his footprint in that movie. Mm-hmm. So he he wrote the script, and I think they did some rewrites to it. Right. Or yeah, but for the most part, that was his. Right. And and Ant Man turned out to be a good movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, so this film, the Han, the untitled Han Solo movie, has already started filming. Of course, they mm-hmm. the, the cast has been, have spoken about each other's actings and how they're portraying their character and the role. So there's already scenes. You, we could say maybe they're halfway in. Who knows? Halfway yeah, or. Who knows? Right. But there's a good amount of this already there. Yeah. And with someone like Ron Howard, who who does serious roles, but he's also known for um for ah, what is that show? Fuck, it's very famous on Netflix. They bought it out. Um. My, um wait, what Howard? No, 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 no. Um, fuck. <laughs> I have it here. Give me one second, guys. Arrested Development. He's also known as a producer of Arrested Development. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he he's he's yeah he's known for um for producing it. Or maybe I did. He, he's the he's the executive producer. That last season. Yeah, he's a he's a narrator of Arrested Development. Oh, he is Man, so he. How did I forget that? Yeah. I actually knew that. Right. So Ron Howard does have a comedic backbone. Yeah, 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 he does yeah. have some you know. I think he started in comedies because he was in that first George Lucas movie, the one that. Uh, Harrison Ford actually wasn't. Yeah, so he yeah, yeah. he is he does have a sense of comedy. You know, he's not like foreign to it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, you know, from what's already been filmed and from what he's gonna do, heck, if like he likes some of the things they they have, you don't bring Ron Howard. Like, you, Ron Howard's a very seasoned director, you know, mm-hmm. and he might be able to persuade, you know. The, um, the producers to keep maybe some of the comedic scenes that yeah, these yeah, directors yeah. had, you know? Especially when you're already... They haven't moved the date, which is important to notice. They yeah. haven't... They, the date's still solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a May, May date. They're going to do the same thing they did, you know, uh, with um, Rogue One release it in the, um, in the fall or... or no, Rogue it. One... Re- released, it released like in April, didn't no, it? No, Rogue One was in December. Oh, okay, December. Oh, okay, my bad. So, yeah, so they haven't moved the date. So... At least that's important to know. So they're still on track to this uh, this, this state. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're going to use some some of the scenes in there. I'm, I'm sure they will. Like like we were talking about with Ant Man in Ant Man's right. case, you could tell. Like I know the Thomas Tank Engine scene was definitely Edgar Wright. That right, stuff. for sure. I'm I'm sure there will be some scenes where like yeah, that's totally these dudes. Right. I mean, from their pedigree at least is um you know 21 Jump Theory and the Lego at least from what they're known for, and they are going to do also um later on they're, they're directing the um. Uh, animated Spider-Man movie coming up too, um, uh, okay. but you know their 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 style of comedy is like very good. Like those two movies are phenomenal. They're mm-hmm. in, in in their right in their retrospect. They're all they're both very good comedy movies. So we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, I was hoping for more of a buddy cop comedy. Yeah. I mean, for especially when they were announced as the directors, I was saying, okay, this is going to be Twenty One Jump Street. Maybe. But with uh, Han Solo and Lando. Well, you got to throw Chewie in there, too. And Chewie, of course, yeah. So I was I, hoping I, for I, that. I think it's going to be more Han and Chewie, and then Lando will just be probably the scene where he steals the Millennium Falcon from him. Because mm. remember, supposedly they were playing like a card game or something, and then they bet on it. Yeah. And then he won. So I know they're going to show that for sure. Right. They got to show that classic scene. Uh, you brought up, actually, you brought up uh, the animated Spider-Man movie. Right. And um, how do you say that guy's name? The one that just got casted? Mash- Mashala? Mash- Mahersala. Mah- 
Mashala Ali. He's the man from uh, Moonlight. And he's also um, from Luke Cage. Yeah, he's a cottonmouth in Luke Cage. Exactly. Um, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. That, that's not Mahersha, Mahersha, Mahersha Ali. That's not even his full name. Like, he's shortened that name. But whatever. He <laughs> just got um, casted to play um, the uncle of Miles Morales in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Who eventually becomes the Prowler. Right. Uh, yeah, so obviously that animated movie is not going to follow Peter Parker. I guess everyone's all kind of tired of Peter Parker a little bit, so... Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see... I mean, I'm surprised they actually went this route and did an animated movie with Miles Morales because um, no one really knows him. And maybe they did it, they did it animated because they could, like, um, you know, they won't, it won't conflict with the current, I, I, with I the current Spider-Man, I you know? I also think it's, like, a smaller budget and they could probably build some buzz for him. Right. So if people watch it... You know, they're like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. Maybe they can throw him in in a future movie. Ring-a-ding-ding. Yeah, maybe they could throw him in a future movie or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I remember reading the first few storylines of, of Ultimate Spider-Man, and I remember he was a pretty big part of uh, the uncle's character, the character he's going to be playing. Right, the prowler. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the villain, right? Yeah. He's, pre- he's pretty much, he's just a thief going around, and then Miles finds out that that's, that's his uncle. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they're going to um, to do it. And I wonder if eventually would they... Sony has this thing where now they want to tie everything in together with their, their Venom and their... Yeah, um, after. They did a total 180 of that. Right, and now, and now the MC, MCU, the Spider-Man movies are part of the MCU. So... I wonder if they're gonna merge Miles Morales eventually, make him a live character inside the Marvel probably. movie. Yeah, so pretty much, essentially, uh, remember how we were talking about how the Venom movie is not tied in because it's rated R. It won't right. Be well, apparently, um, was she the producer? I forgot what position she is. Well, she pretty much admitted that yes, they're totally tie-ins. Tie-ins. Right. They're, they're gonna be in the same universe. Right. And it's kind of weird because. Yeah, he, they did an interview um, recently, and Kevin Feige was there, and so was she. And the look on Kevin Feige was very puzzling. Like, yeah. like what the fuck? Like, like when she mentioned it, <laughs> I love that video that they did where they spliced in the Kirby Enthusiasm music to it. Right, right yeah. And reacting it like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he acted pretty puzzled to it. I mean, it'd be, the thing is, it's, it's weird because, in my opinion, because it looks like they're not communicating at least from what, from little information that we have, it looks like they're not communicating. From that reaction. Right. And Kevin Feige is like the father of this universe. Like nothing doesn't go through without his say or he has everything already intertwined. He's already thinking 20 moves ahead. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh yeah, bro, uh, these new movies, they're part of your stuff now. Especially when he he already introduced a galaxy. Yeah. You know, Venom, for the most part, is an alien like the symbiote suit we have aliens already you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so it's gonna be it's not hard but you have to be aware of like hey take a notice that the symbiote now is part of your universe it's not hard i mean they can easily throw that into the third guardians of the galaxy yeah they could throw in the symbiote and be like whoa what's that and be like oh don't worry about it we'll never see that guy again chuckle chuckle you know right exactly but it's you know it's a little bit I mean, it, it will be interesting to see how they're going to weave in and out of it. Honestly, like, they're already in it. They already have this deal. You know, 
I'd be surprised if, you know, Sony says, hey, listen, we're going to start doing this and we're going to start incorporating it into your universe. Well, I, they, I assume they need his say-so. Yeah. But, you know, with that, they need to collaborate together on, like, this is what's going to happen, you know, kind of like how S.H.I.E.L.D. does it. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. knows the big plot points of the movies. Right. So it's like, hey, listen, this is going to happen in the movie. So eventually, you're going to have to get here. Yeah, yeah. Like they did with Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, and you're gonna exactly, exactly. and you're gonna have soldier. and you're gonna have to figure out how to tie that in. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, if no one watches um, Shield in the first season, yeah, the end of the first season, the end of the first season, um, the way Shield, the way the show operates, at least from what I was reading a long time ago, was that um, they knew that the Winter Soldier story was gonna happen in the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And what happens in that movie? Spoiler alert: is that you figure out that Hydra. Yeah. is inside shield everywhere right everywhere so um the avengers and all the whole clan gets out of like shield basically they don't mm-hmm. do their own thing that's why the, that's why in the new movies they have the avenger tower and all that other stuff right it's because they're no longer part of shield in the show since the show is about shield agents shield itself <laughs> exactly yeah. you have you have people who are sleeper agents they turn on each other and yada 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 yeah so that show knew already like hey so we're gonna make our own plot but eventually, we have to hit this note here, and they still do that with the rest of the movies. They have like when, um, uh, well, the, the Civil War one now. The yeah, Civil, Civil War. War. People, you know, so every time the, a movie happens, the show references um, yeah. the movies, and and it's one of those things where like the show doesn't really impact the movie. But the movie impacts the show. Right. Exactly. And so from there, they they know how to work their characters and maybe bring in new characters because if a galaxy is opening I can bring in an alien or such yeah, such yeah. and such stuff that, that, that's honestly what saved the show too right was that whole um, Hydra thing right so with this with this movie it's two different movies colliding and you have to make sure that both people are, are on are on page so anything they introduce in the Spider-Man movies though this is part of the MCU already that's gonna be handled, but anything introduced in the Venom movie, you have to make sure that it goes, yeah. coinc- co- you know, they collaborate with um, with Kevin Feige and what his idea is. I mean, we talked about Marvel the other day, you know, the other day we have like trust in them, you know, and we do. And I feel like, but I don't trust Sony. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like if you're gonna start doing some shit like that, especially when somebody who is really passionate about it and has like their has their fingers all over, you need to make mm-hmm. sure you incorporate that within their work. And it's funny, I wonder if, I don't think it's going to happen, but I wonder if um, Sony starts calling some shots. You know, say, hey, listen, we're going to start doing this, we're going to start doing that. Without their, without Marvel say so, and I, I wonder if Marvel's going to be like, you know what? We don't need Spider-Man deuces and be like, all right, after these two movies, I mean, we're out. I wonder that's going to happen. I doubt it. Uh, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. They would have to do something really bad. Right. I mean... Yeah, I really don't know how they would mess up so terribly I'm, that, you I'm, know... I'm pretty sure whatever deal they came up with, it's like, you only touch Spidey and whatever Spidey involves. Everything else, it's not... No. Right. No. Like, when I'm sure when they said, hey, we want to put Iron Man in the movie, they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, yeah, you can yeah. use him, but you gotta yeah. ask me first. Right, of course. So, so yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how it goes on. I mean, this is years away to yeah, see yeah. how this is all got to tie in, but it's interesting to see... Um, just to hear that they're gonna they're collaborating yeah. more more. The biggest thing though, now that they're collaborating, and now that they're in the same universe, now it's a, it's rated R, and uh, now they're in the same universe. But kids, like 
young kids go to watch the Spidey movies. So now what if he makes a cameo or what if he comes out? You show him in the trailer. Kids are going to be like, oh, can I watch that? No, it's Venom. It's rated R. Right, right. I mean... Especially with Carnage, which is the villain. That's been confirmed. Carnage is the villain. Right. And that's the thing as well. Like, you know, Marvel has steered away from rated R, you know? Yeah. Um, Clearly. And it's because, obviously, we want to get the most back for our buck. So, Mm -hmm. I wonder wonder if they're going to, you know... so far, casting of um, some casting of the Venom movie has started. Mm-hmm. If maybe it could be a term of terms, you know, like hey, if you if you want to, if you want to do um, the Venom movie, make it PG thirteen. You know, yeah. there's still chance. There's still there's still chances to. It's still far out to um, fix that and to make that you know fix that and make that correct. You know, especially if you want to include that within the MCU. You know, you have to play by ball. You have to play ball here. You know, I, I do like that um, that rumor casting that everyone's got for uh, Carnage, of it being um, Jim Carrey. I think that'd be freaking awesome. Because to me, it would essentially be like the mask, but on freaking crack, just like going bonkers and just killing people. Yeah, I mean, I was. It's funny because before we started recording, I was gonna ask. I was actually on the podcast. Who would be the best? choice for carnage and i would agree jim carrey yeah you know like he has that he already has the body length for it yeah like, like that lanky, yeah, yeah, lanky lanky body length for it and he has the um he's animated he's crazy he has the chops already in yeah. any movie yeah and, and and even serious like it was like oh you know he's comedy nah you could do serious like, but oh. he's done he's done serious yeah. already he's done 23 was a dark movie and i didn't like it that much some people do like it a lot he did good but yeah. he was good. Uh, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Um, Truman Show. Like right. all those. Exactly. Things. He could tap into that, that kind of role very easily, and he'll probably feel at home. And I, I don't like the fact, you know, I thought honestly the movie was gonna be, um, Venom was going to be the villain. I thought. Right. I thought the movie was gonna be like he gets taken over by the symbiote suit, and then the military has to come in and like handle that yeah, in some way. Right. This is different though. Making you, you thought it was gonna be like an alien movie, like right? Exactly, exactly. Making um, Carnage the villain. What do you think is set up here? Do you think they're gonna do like maybe do well from the comics? At least from we from we can pull from. You know, Eddie Brock is Venom in this movie. Yes. But in the comics, Flash Thompson is also Venom. Right. The, I'm not sure if he's currently Venom. No, no they, they they put it back to Eddie now. But he was um um. Venom in for a sec for a short segment right. of the yeah. comic books. Yeah, he's uh, a military agent. Right. So, do you think they're gonna use that having Venom as a military agent? Name Eddie Brock, and then he has to go in and t- attack um, Carnage. Uh, they could, but I don't know. I, I have no idea how they're gonna do it. Actually, right. I, I was talking to someone at work about this. I don't know how you can make a Venom movie, even if he is Venom versus Carnage. How do you set up Venom without without uh, Peter, Peter Parker? Peter Parker, right, right, exactly. And I know we had talked about that before. I really yeah. have no idea. It is weird because even in that scenario, let's say they, they use a Flash Thompson scenario where... They, they could do that, what you're saying. That, that, that would be the easier right. route to do it. Like, hey, Agent Eddie Brock. Right. So it'd be interesting to see how they're going to do that where um, they set that up where... You know, Eddie Brock is the hero, and he is... Uh, or at least an anti-hero. He is, yeah. He is, like, guns for hire, like a new Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. But then have him eventually meet Peter Parker and hate Peter Parker, it'd be kind of weird. Uh, you know? 
I'm probably gonna change it all. Who knows? Yeah, they're probably gonna they're they're gonna probably change it all, and so see, we'll see what happens when when they do that, and so it'll be very interesting. Yeah, speaking of uh, Spider-Man movies, um, the sequel of um, the sequel of Homecoming um, is not going to feature Bobby Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I mean, I, I expected that. He's he's pretty pricey. Right, of course. So it's going to be a, another Spidey duo. It's like the team up. So who do you think is going to be in the movie? Like the classic, okay, like the classic team ups. Um, at the top of my head. Um, I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say Cap because he has the star power because Robert Downey brought the star power for the first one. Right. Because again, they were all, you know, they were pretty paranoid that one was going to flop because of the Andrew Garfield with Electro and all that. Right. It didn't do that well. So they were like, shit, shit. We need to throw in Robert, Robert Downey because people love him. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Cap um, because he's had the most successful uh movies right and they, they've had some some banter before in civil war yeah yeah exactly like hey kid where you're from and i'm from brooklyn like oh i grew up there right so i feel like they would have some good chemistry yeah and uh and maybe like a playful rematch or something who knows yeah i can see that and uh by that point in the movie hopefully the the, the whole civil war thing will be gone and cap won't be an enemy of the state anymore so i i, I think that'll work yeah I, I can totally see that happening uh between those two characters who do you think um it's funny because I think um, for Iron for Captain America as uh, to be part of the second movie, you know we already have Robbie Downey Jr. playing a mentor mentor kind of role, you know a shitty mentor but mentor enough, you know. Mm. So I don't think they're gonna reuse uh, they they're gonna have Captain America in there because it's gonna tread on the same like kind yeah, of story, you know. Double mentor, right? Right. So I feel I would go more of a comedic route, and I think give it to a lesser Avenger. I'll give it to Ant Man. You know, yeah, um, um, he is a thief, and he's very comedic, very wise, cracking kind of guy. And um, yeah, and, and, and I mean, people people love Paul Rudd. They yeah. love Ant Man. Um, exactly, and, and, I, and they, I guess and I guess see them like like teaming up together. You know, mm-hmm. to like to do like a, maybe a grand heist or whatever. Yeah, it could maybe even be a, it could <laughs> be a follow cool. up to the Wasp, where like, oh man. I'm gonna need somebody to help me out with this grand heist, and he gets, you know, oh, someone yeah. li- like small and nimble, and it'd be like Peter Parker. Yeah, and the the whole bug theme, both yeah. bugs and type of stuff, that could work. I, I actually like that a lot. Um, it's actually not bad. And then they would save money because I'm sure Para doesn't charge as much as exactly you know this guy, exactly. so they can get more of a profit. And that's, you know. Yeah. Those Paul Rudd and uh, Black Panther, uh, Paul Rudd, Iron Man, and Black Panther, and uh, Miss Marvel. Though that's the future of the MCU. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, um, the, the these, big, the big heavy hitters are gonna be gone. Exactly. So I feel like the more you show them in other movies, the more you're committing to that. Like this is the future of MCU. So, yeah, I feel like that's gonna be a, that'd be a good choice. Um, but that's stated for 2019. So I guess we're gonna have to figure out. But the wait. Uh, yeah. For a year at least, maybe to hear some casting rumors and who they're gonna cast for right. that, and, and see what happens after the new Avengers. Yeah. See who stays and who goes. Yeah. And let's see also what how Homecoming <clears throat> does. I'm sure it's gonna do great. But let's see how, how it does. How the um the reception is for it. If people like the movie, and if they'll go from there. I guess. Yeah, and then Venom and all that stuff. So yeah. we'll see from there. Um. Actually, I wanted to talk about. So speaking of you know movie news, uh, they're actually expanding the whole John Wick universe, and I know they're doing a part three, but they're actually gonna create a show for it okay 
called the Continental. The hotel that yeah. the, um, the the bounty hunters and the assassins go to. Yeah, so pretty much, yeah, it's not going to focus on John Wick, which is cool with me. I mean, we already got three movies following him, so we don't got to listen to any more stuff about him. But uh, right. uh, I think that's pretty cool, actually, because I always thought the best part of the John Wick movies was the lore, the whole idea that there's a whole group of these badass assassins, and they got rules. And uh, the Continental is like their whole neutral ground, so a bunch of them crazy characters could be meeting there and all kinds of shit can go down. So I think it's got a lot of potential. I mean, depending on what, what channel picks it up. Yeah. I mean, it would still have to have that gun fu kind of style. Yeah. And I haven't seen that yet on like basic television. I've seen that kind of style in daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Daredevil. Um, I haven't seen into the badlands. I mean, that's supposed to be super. I've heard the, the fighting is really good. I just heard the acting is not. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, it would have to have that good um, choreography to pull that off. I would also be thinking, you know, since it is a hotel, one building, it'd be kind of cool if they had like a raid-esque kind of like vibe where maybe one of the assassins goes rogue. At least a story arc of that. Yeah. yeah. It has I- to like go in and maybe, maybe that's where you have John Wick appear. Maybe that's where you have Keanu, Keanu's character appear. Maybe he does one quick save and he saves the Continental. <laughs> a yeah. whole uh, what do they call a Deus Ex Machina type thing where God comes in and saves the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah something case. like that. Where um, maybe some rogue uh, assassin comes in, starts fucking up everybody up. Yeah, and then Keanu Reeves comes. And... <laughs> I mean, I would like Keanu Reeves to show up, but it'll probably just be a pilot uh, right. cameo, kind of like maybe um, him handing. <laughs> and you know they're gonna mention his name like crazy. Oh man, the Baba Yaga. Yeah. Oh man, Wick did that. I don't think I can do that. Well, who knows. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they don't lean too much into because uh, you when you if you're not going to be the main character or focus on the main character, it's best that you leave that behind and yeah. establish someone strong enough to not have to rely on the main character. No, no, the yeah. main character is here. I agree. So much. I'm not watching Continental. I mean, I'm sure some people are for John Wick stuff, but I don't want a John Wick reference every single movie. Exactly. I, I, episode. I mean, it's kind of like Shield. They mentioned the Avengers, but they have enough characters now right. and so enough stories yeah. now that they focus on their stories. Yeah. And their plots. Yeah, I remember that first season was Avengers this, Avengers that. I'm like, right. I exactly, get it. Exactly. And now, now it holds up. Now it holds up. To, it had. You have to separate. Um, yourself from the main from the and source right from the source and build a, a base strong enough to keep going forward I would say if like I don't think HBO will pick it up but if like FX picks it up you know something like that something a little more prime, a little more premium I think it, it could work great because yeah. they can get the choreography down and all that yeah I agree it has to be something premium to like fully especially with mm-hmm. a, that violence has to yeah. be something maybe an AMC can get it too but yeah. I mean who knows we'll see um, speaking about things getting picked up uh, you we have the Watchmen that supposedly comic book oh. going to be adapted into TV. Yeah, TV. I don't. I'm, I'm by pretty, HBO. I'm well. Yeah, HBO does help, but I'm still pretty fifty fifty about that. Um. So, um, just a question: How do you fall on the movie, the Watchmen movie? Okay, so <laughs> I appreciate what they did with the ending. Right. You know, changing it to Doctor Manhattan instead of that crazy alien. I think it's way better than yeah. The, the comic it worked as a, even you know actually i'm not gonna lie even in the comic when i read that scene i'm like it's a little weird but to unite the whole world the twist made sense right but seeing that yeah the manhattan one's better um but it was just it was so much material they couldn't cram in so the movie definitely skipped a lot of like character scenes that i liked right and of course in Zack snyder fashion they added a lot a lot of action that wasn't really in it like almost unnecessary action 
Okay. And like super gory. I, I didn't mind the gore, but um, I think it had to be in if you're gonna sell a movie. You know? Yeah, especially here, a superhero I, movie. I I didn't mind it. I just felt like uh, I thought the movie was filmed great. I thought the action scenes were fine, but uh, it was just missing stuff. And again, it was all just the side stories that built the characters. Yeah. And the show. I mean, now that you mentioned that, the show could definitely fix that problem, giving each person their own little. Right. I mean, we have the comic books already. That we have comic books already that prequels. Um, Watchmen already. Yeah, before Watchmen, I haven't before read Watchmen, those. Right. Uh, I heard most of them were not good. Right. And a few of them, I want to say the Minutemen one I heard was nice because it focused on characters we ne- we didn't really see right. even in the original source material. And I heard the Manhattan one was pretty good as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they um they do it. HBO has a pedigree right now. They're knocking out the park with their shows. Right, and they're also looking for something now. Right, because um, Game of Thrones is going to end. But with with HBO, it's kind of like the Marvel Universe. I kind of trust them to like figure out, like hire good directors, hire good actors, yeah, and figure a compelling way to tell that story. You know, they could they could say when they were actually they could tell the story when they were actually all heroes. You know, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. The the, I feel like it's gonna go back and forth. Right. You'll you'll see the darker days. You'll see the the light days, like you're talking about when they were heroes, and it'll even go back to the Minutemen when right. they were heroes. Right. Right. Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. I feel like they it, there's enough there to make a good compelling story with it, and I'm very excited. I mean, I did enjoy the the movie. Yeah. I thought the movie overall was good. I thought the ending was better than the comic book. Um, you know. And I didn't read the comic, but there was a motion comic basically oh, that yeah. ties in the that, that that does the comic book. So you bought that ultimate edition, right? Because the ultimate edition came with it. Yeah, the motion comic book is like three, like five hours long. Yeah, it's and a big it's, comic. It's the whole comic book basically. Um, I didn't listen to it, so I don't know if it had the little mini story. So in between each chapter, they had a tiny article, and the article will kind of show like a quick little. I don't know. It, it kind of adds a little bit to each character. You it's, know what? It, that that it, wasn't part of it. Okay. I mean, it's not important, but it's kind of nice little details. Right. That wasn't part of it, but um, it just pretty much goes to the whole entire comic book and the motion, mm. motion picture kind of deal. Right. Um, and I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really um, com- I thought the comic book was really compelling, but the comic book isn't a, an action kind of comic book. No, not at all. It's very drama. Very that... drama heavy. Very there's a lot of inside like stories and inside dramas. All the characters, these, these characters are are conflicted. You know, they rarely fight too. Yeah. Like the movie added fight scenes yeah. every single time they were confronted. But exactly, they're not. They're not. These characters are not like anti heroes. They're just worn out heroes. Like, yeah, they're be, they're like they're beaten down heroes basically. They're heroes that pretty much got fucked over for being righteous. Exactly. So now they're just kind of like, yeah, gray, gray right, area. Right, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how they pull it off, um, and um, you know, HBO already has, um, they have that. They have already shows that have those char- kind of characters that don't really are not like the shining light. Or oh, yeah. or they're not like the evil, but they're just dark, like gray characters. I, I would um, say every single one of their shows is like that. Right. I mean, the the one that comes to mind for me right now, and one that just ended was Leftovers. You know. Oh yeah. A show where these people aren't um, heroes. They aren't like it's not a superhero show, but these people are not like happy go lucky people. They're, they're all broken. They're broken, and they have they have conflict, and they know like what they've been through. Yeah. So. 
because of that, I think HBO could tell a good story. All right, so that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for listening. Everybody catch us on popcornheroes at gmail.com if you want to email us your questions. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. Our Instagram is popcornheroes underscore. That's it. So we'll catch you guys next episode. All right. Thank you.